0: Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast drink and food editor. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, David Wondrich. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Howdy.
0: Today, we're talking about, how do I say politely? We're we're talking about some of our gripes, our complaints. We're, we're, We're fairly, I think, moderate men, usually happy, easygoing.
1: I'm a very pleasant man. On the whole. I would say that about you. <laughs> However,
0: even even us two calm, moderate men for the most part, have our own gripes about bars. So you know, this episode is dedicated to those pet peeves, those things that put even us over the top, you know, when when we're in a bar or a restaurant enjoying a cocktail.
1: And I suspect we're not alone in a lot of these things.
0: No. I uh, given um a thread that I think, started from one of your posts on Twitter the other day. A lot of stuff was coming out from some of our friends and followers and uh, acquaintances on, on online about all the different crazy things that they object to. Some of those things didn't really bother me.
1: Yeah, some of those things, like the type of glass, I I'm willing to allow a lot of latitude on that.
0: Yeah, I you know I'm 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 happy, you know, with a masing jar. You know, I, I don't care. You know, some people they'll, they'll crucify you if you use a Ming julep cup or anything but a Ming julep. Other people love the look of a Ming julep cup and they want to sip a martini out of it. It doesn't really matter to me, you know. I
1: always say drink how you like, you know. Right. However, there are does that mean there's a right way and a wrong way? Technically, uh there is a right way for a lot of these things. But the wrong way isn't a sign of deep moral failing, usually.
0: And I think that what bothers the two of us are, are things that go beyond that, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's not... I mean, they may be pet peeves, but they're, I think they speak to greater issues often at a bar or a restaurant. Uh, it's less about aesthetics.
1: Well, for me, they, they, they're, these are things that break the golden rule of treating people as you would want to be treated. There are places where... Bars don't put themselves in their customers' shoes,
0: and I think the other golden rule is is hospitality. And and some yeah. of the things that bother us, they defeat the idea of hospitality. You know, of creating you know a space where you can relax and enjoy and sort of stop thinking and worrying about things. Exactly, and just enjoy your drink and and sit back and enjoy the company of your friends or the bartender and have a good night and unwind and not. Not be bothered by something, you know, that we're, that's so distracting.
1: Well, shall we? Shall we start <laughs> in on the specifics here? I'm, I'm worried. The
0: I'm a little worried about opening this Pandora's box yeah, because I, I know, feel like I we may emerge from this recording well, studio very angry men. Forget twelve <laughs> angry men. There are two angry men in yeah. this room. Well,
1: we'll be just like everybody else in America. All right, so, All right fair uh, enough. Uh, oh well. Well, let me start off with just a, a few specifics yeah, that came absolutely. up uh, yeah. on Twitter, and these are things like. Sour milk, rotten garnishes, lipstick glassware, drops of bartender sweat in the drink, fruit flies, you know, the basic sanitation issues.
0: Yeah. Well, and also kind of speak to a lack of cleanliness, lack of, you know, attention, uh, expertise. I mean, even basic expertise that we're talking about.
1: Are these, if I see a fruit fly in my drink, am I going to run screaming out of the door and call the health department? (laughs) It depends on the bar. Right. If I'm paying $14 for a cocktail and the bar is like holding itself up as being right. a world destination and my Manhattan comes and there's like six fruit flies rolling in the bottom of the glass, I'm going to send it back.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also – You know, to be fair, fruit flies can be very, very tough for a oh, bar to I get know rid that. of. I know and, that. You know, and, and obviously, you know, depending upon the city, there are a lot of specific ordinances about fruit flies. It also depends. Is, is the fruit fly dead or alive? It's the old <laughs> joke. You know, waiter, yeah, there's a yeah. there's a there's a fly in my soup. Well, you know, what is it doing there? Uh, the backstroke. Is it a live yeah. fruit fly that then, you know, nosedives into your drink? Well, I mean, that's bad enough. I,
1: I was in a city that I'm not going to name once. Really great American city. And uh, they were a little late to the cocktail revolution. My wife and I walked into this cocktail bar that was all set up to be, you know, kind of the new hipster cocktail bar. And uh, we were there at like 530 and we walked in and there was literally nobody in there, not even a bartender. The back door was open. The place looked great. Right. Uh, The back door was open and eventually a bartender walked in. He'd been smoking out back. Right. They had all the top brands. They'd hired a good New York consultant. Who used to live in the city? Who grew up in that city? So right. he knew, sure. you know, how to get the drinks right. But uh, he hadn't been there in a long time. We ordered a Manhattan.
0: I'm afraid to hear the rest of the story, but okay.
1: And I ordered a Manhattan, and it came with about five or six dead fruit flies Ooh. down at the bottom of the glass. But here's the thing: the kid who made it was so eager and so earnest. Right. You know, he might not have been good at sanitation, but he was like uh. really. Happy to be making a real Manhattan, and I grit my teeth. I just took my straw and siphoned out those fruit flies and Uh, put them on the napkin and drank my Manhattan. You know, it was fine. Right, but they needed to do something with the uh, sanitation of the bar. I gently brought that up with the consultant the next time I saw (laughs) him.
0: I mean, but I think even that story brings up another pet peeve, and it's happened to me before Mm. where. You're in a bar, you know I was at a friend's bar the you know a couple of weeks ago. Love the bar. There weren't that many people there. look up to order a drink. The bartender's gone. <laughs> the bartender's in the bathroom I mean look, I yeah, mean, okay, I know that we're, happens we're we're human, but sometimes it's one of those things where you you know you walk into a place and, and there's nobody there you well, know or or you know the the bartender is is gone or he's out back. i think. Smoking well, is is uh.
1: That's not so good.
0: That's not great. I mean, we all have to take bathroom breaks, but it is one of those weird things to look up and be like, "What? We're all here. Am I supposed to make my own drink here? Are yeah, we yeah. on the honor system?" So um, I Give them
1: a couple minutes usually. You know, yeah. I'm I'm pretty patient, which yeah. is uh for somebody who has a very high standards on some things. I try to be unusually patient about this. And I try to be forgiving sure. when possible, like with the guy with. Second the fr- If I'd sent back that drink with the yeah. fruit flies, I would have crushed this guy. Yeah, you know, and and I didn't want to do that. He it, it was he it was it was young and earnest, and it was like okay. I mean,
0: especially for somebody like you, who is a true cocktail authority, sending back a drink. I mean, that's, oh, that's like that's mean. That's something that these yeah. people will, will give them nightmares for the rest of their career. You know? Yeah, but, I don't
1: want to do that. I don't, you know. And
0: I, I remember, like you know, I my friend had made a reservation, and uh, I won't name the bar. The bartender is very well known. The bar is very well known. He was on a date with a, a lady. It didn't really It didn't work out. and go past that date. But but in the course of that evening, she sent back a drink because she didn't think it was right. And then, oh. you know, meanwhile the, the bartender is texting under the bar to
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: read like who is this person sending back my drink like yeah
1: well I, I mean, okay that, get over yourself well, first. Right, yes that's another pet peeve well that's true my drinks are all perfect right in, exactly uh, i know better than you do when the bartender does that mm, right and and, and i problem. think and
0: i was gonna say like you know there is sometimes there is a valid reason to drink not every oh, yeah. drink is perfect you yeah. know you, you have to be able to send back a drink if it's not good but I think a lot of people said bad drinks, you know, for arbitrary reasons. Oh, I or, agree. You know, they think that the drink's going to taste one way, but they don't really know what it's going to I
1: mean, all, all these peeves, I think, are predicated on one thing is rule number one is be a good customer. The host has to be a good host. The yeah. customer has to be a good customer, too. Absolutely. Know how to behave in a bar. Yeah. Be a little forgiving. Maybe order something else the next time. Right. Unless, unless the bar is such that they're hitting you over the head with the fact that everything they do is perfect. Right. And then, OK, you know, then maybe if it's not perfect, they might be pleased yeah. to find out and pleased to have a chance to get you something better.
0: I mean, also for the bar, it's, you know, the onus is also on the bartender to create an environment that's enjoyable and, you know, relaxing. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, some of the little things that sound crazy, but like, you know, you you know, when you sit down, you know, the better bars, it's, you know, they put down a glass of water for you, which I think is wonderful. It's wonderful. You know? Some bars, you know, it it it's like pulling teeth to get a glass of water, you know. And if yeah. you get that glass of water, you never get another glass of water. <laughs> That's it, you know. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, they're 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 not in the water the water business. No, nope. 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 they don't want to fill that nope. glass again. No, they
0: don't want to get you another glass of water. You know, if it comes, yeah. it's room temperature. And and I think especially in this day and age, people drive. You know, not everybody wants a three martini. Lunch, let alone a three martini uh, happy hour. You know, you got to understand that some people right. are gonna want for every drink, they're gonna want a water. They're gonna, you know, that's
1: yeah, and uh, you, it's not a problem, right? You've got water. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I know you and I both are enamored of the European style where you sit down and they give you snacks and a little tray and like, you know, especially you know before dinner. Oh, you right. know.
1: it's a lovely thing. You know, it's not necessarily to feed you, but it. It's always nice to nibble on something right. while you're drinking cocktails. Yeah, you know, while you're having your your aperitif. Yeah, it doesn't absolutely. have to be substantial. Everybody likes potato chips. Right, you can put some potato right. chips out. They don't cost much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's both sides of the coin, right? Yeah. Where like it would be nice to have these things come out. In other bars, they come out, and you don't want to touch them. Well,
1: yeah, well, they're they're the ones that look a little pawed over, right? Exactly, that's not so good, right? Uh, uh, you, no.
0: you don't want to see them recirculating uh, no. the potato chips. There are or... some
1: people I'm sitting next to a bar with I don't really want to share the popcorn bowl with.
0: No, no, or you you need to have a certain level of drinks in order to enjoy. Like you know, I thought at Rudy's that bar, the famous yeah, Hell yeah. Kitchen. Or New York, I think you need to have a certain number of beers before you start enjoying their free hot dogs.
1: You really need to uh, maybe have some whiskey on top of those beers <laughs> too. But right. on the other hand, that said, free hot dogs. Right, exactly. 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 <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's, that's not so bad.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen the the pickled hard boiled egg uh, on a yeah, bar. Yeah, I used top. to see
1: those in the, the, those started to go away in the eighties. I used to see those a lot though. Yeah. I used to, I used to see. I used to see pickled pigs feet. Oh right. You know, and those were that was those were really on their way out by then. Absolutely. Every once in a while, I would see uh, the bartender reach his hand into the jar and pull out a pig foot. And th- drop it in front of one of these old soaks who are hanging out at the bar.
0: How would they eat that? Like, they just, just
1: like start in on it. Just gnawing on gnawing it. Gnawing on it. You know, wow. it was disgusting.
0: It's one of those things that was probably very common, but now yeah. sounds like a scene yeah. from a horror movie.
1: Yeah, it's something out of a racerhead for right. <laughs> for us today. But in the seventies and eighties, you know, that was something that old men did in, in bars and old ladies. Right. In, in like New York dive bars. Wow. They'd eat the pig's feet. Yeah, and, uh, if you if you
0: thought the pickled egg was scary, yeah, you know. the,
1: the pickled pig's feet was. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, you know, at least the place had had a food option, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I guess it was already pickled, so it's not yeah. like it's going to yeah. go bad. No, or it's no, gonna it was have... fine.
1: It was brined. Right. It was <laughs> brined within an inch of its life.
0: <laughs> that sort of turns on one of these pet peeves. I think weird smells. You know, especially in a yeah. lot of these cities where, I mean, thankfully. You know, the smoking ban has gone into effect mm. in, in the bar. I mean, I remember used to coming home, my eyes would be burning. You know, my clothes would be reeking. Yeah, I'd you have know. to
1: leave my clothes downstairs, yeah. you know. And then before I'd go upstairs to bed, <laughs> everything everything stays downstairs. It's not going near the bedroom.
0: I was never a smoker, but you'd wake up. Your hair, you oh, know, is yeah. full of smoke. You'd, you know, you shower, get it out. But now that there is no smoking, you now smell everything because there's nothing there's masking. There's no smoke to hide in Right, it, Exactly.
1: You don't have the aromatherapy anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. So that's that's always a, definitely a weird yeah. feeling when you walk in and there's an off odor coming from somewhere in the bar. Probably a bad sign. Again,
1: there's takes us back to sanitation problems and, and things like that. I was in a uh, famous New York bar a number of years ago, and I ordered a gin and tonic, and it came with pieces of uh, beer label floating Oof. in it which told me they'd been storing their beer bottles in the drink ice. Now that's disgusting. That's also illegal, but uh, that's really bad. You know, it's like those bottles, you don't know where those have been on the floor. Those have been anywhere, you know, and, uh, and they've been in there long enough for the ice to melt and soak the label off. And so you know, stuff like that is that, yeah. Or if you it's a legitimate piece. Or if but,
0: you see a bartender using the glass to scoop up the ice, yeah. I mean, I know it's it's one of those things that you know I think it's a it's a John Taffer thing on bar yeah. rescue, but that's one of, you know that's... oh you
1: do not scoop up ice with your glass. No, he's yeah.
0: absolutely correct about that because yeah. you know when you think about it, glass can definitely shatter, oh, yeah. and then it's very hard. Yeah, then you got to get... burn the
1: whole bin, and the only way to get the ice out is to melt it and pick out the glass, and it's it completely messed yeah, up it, service. So if you see
0: somebody scooping yeah. out ice with a glass, no matter what kind of glass, it's not good. I mean, you should no. always be using an ice scoop. It's I mean, also more sanitary, obviously. Other,
1: like, drink-mixing things like that, that. The one is uh, I, I hate it when I see people uh, stirring the drink with the handle of the spoon. Mm. You know, uh, it's easier to stir a drink than uh, with the handle of the bar spoon than – to learn how to stir using the bar spoon properly. Right. But you're supposed to be a professional. Right. You should learn how to do it because you know, that's the handle of the spoon. Your hand goes on that. I don't want your hand in my drink. Right. I don't, I don't want that. You know, you mean like
0: actually using, yeah,
1: they use the, they they hold the the spoon by the bowl, which they've already used to measure out ingredients sometimes. And then they hold it upside down and they use the, the, You know, the long stick of the handle. And a lot of people do this because it's easy. They
0: now make, like, a a bar spoon that's essentially
1: a spoonless spoon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a stir
1: stick. I mean, they've been making those in the past. But that's That's a pet peeve for me, too. Because... It says that this bartender hasn't learned how to stir a drink, right. which is much harder than shaking. Right. But it, at most, it takes a week, and you should learn how to do it. Shaking,
0: too. I mean, sometimes when they're using the two-part shaker, oh yeah, and then they can't get it apart, and they're smashing it all over.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: For the bars, that's I think not so good. That's also a bad side when Although they Although, I can't. was
1: judging an international cocktail contest once and one of the two-part shakers that the contestant was using stuck, and the contestant couldn't open it, and none of the judges could open it either. We were passing it around. We had a judge from like Japan with some of the greatest technique in the world and he couldn't open it.
0: Was that like part of the shtick and then like no, – you know, Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think
1: they secretly welded it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then like he produces
0: yeah. another drink from a bottle or something. Yeah, like yeah.
1: No, it was uh, – that was embarrassing for everybody involved.
0: You know, the, the old Dale DeGroff trick. Yeah, I remember he taught me this mm-hmm. decade ago at least. Two fingers above, two fingers below the seam, right? And then yep. you tap it against your other palm. And I mean – Every
1: l- once in a while – that doesn't work, right? But but I'd say about uh, ninety nine percent of the time, yeah, absolutely.
0: It works. I mean, yeah. So I mean, look, we've all had it where we're using a different type of share, especially the large format ones, yeah. where like it has the cap, the strainers built in, mm-hmm. the cap. I have a huge oh, one the, because
1: like, you know the ice creates a vacuum and it holds the whole thing locked and it, tight. And it gets
0: so, and then you know you're, yeah. you're waiting for that, and then of course, invariably the top falls off and you drop everything or. But really, for most times, a simple two-part shaker, it it's that. It, it should be openable, yeah. Two fingers uh, above, another, two another, fingers another below another is perfect. Another peeve
1: with that is when people shake with the, uh, the glass part, the smaller part, uh, on the bottom facing you. Right. Because that shaker can leak. And if it leaks, everything is going to go on you. Right. If they have the, the bigger part on the bottom, if it leaks, everything will fly over their shoulder in the back. Right. That's better. That's better. Glass on top. On them. Right. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen the, the, the seal fail and stuff oh, yeah, sporting all over the customers. Oh, yeah. That's everybody, not good.
0: It's not good. That's, I look, it, it, everybody has a bad night.
1: You know, some of that's basic technique.
0: And to be fair, you know, a lot of people, there's no, there is no training. Now that we've re-entered this sort of, or entered this golden mm-hmm. age of bartending, you know, hopefully there'll be less and less of that.
1: Let me talk about some golden age pet
0: peeves. Please. Then.
1: I go to a lot of bars and uh they give me their drinks list and it's got 12 or 14 drinks on it and every single one of them is weird right everyone has like our home infused this I saw one somebody had infused maraschino liqueur. You don't need to infuse maraschino liqueur. It's already got plenty of flavor. You know, it, it, you're, they, they right. added like rose hips to it right. or something. Uh. You know, it's like, okay, maraschino rose hip liqueur. Couldn't you just add a drop of rose hip?
0: They're like DJs. They've dug deep into their crates trying to find the most obscure, you know, yeah. sample. And then
1: they've remixed it and right.
0: remixed it. And then And then you go there with a friend. Yeah. And the friend looks at you with the you know, like a deer in the headlight look because they've no idea what any of the drinks are gonna taste like. And I'm this supposed is, to know what
1: all this stuff right, is and, and I've got right, no idea it what it's to gonna us. taste like. And I'm like, uh You're on and, your and, own. and I've
0: never even I've never even heard of some of these ingredients, yeah. right? Because sometimes, you know, they're really obscure, rare stuff, or they're mm-hmm. you know, who knows what they are. Most you know, most of my friends are way too intimidated to ask the waiter or the bartender right. what like what is that? I, I mean I I don't care yeah. I'll ask so you know then they'll you know explain what that is and sometimes they won't even know and then they have to go back to the portion
1: <laughs> I mean I think you should have to earn those those yeah. complicated drinks with and balance them out with some simple ones that are you know maybe less creative but are good gateways or a break from the creative drinks You know what
0: invariably happens is the first round everybody springs for one of these yeah. crazy concoctions and then the second round is dark and stormy, uh Moscow Mule, you know, yeah, vodka yeah. tonic. Uh, just make Chinatonic. me a martini, right. please. Yeah. Martini, old fashioned please. Because that's I mean, look, that's those drinks are enduringly popular for a reason. Yeah.
1: This is sort of the same problem as when you go in and every beer is an IPA. Right. You know, or a,
0: Oh, absolutely. or a
1: hoppy oh, it's a porter but it's a hoppy porter. Right, exactly. Well, you know, that's kind of like an IPA there. Right. Like, you know, right. or our lager is a particularly hoppy right. lager. It's right. like, okay, still an IPA. It. It's still an IPA. They're all IPAs. <laughs> yeah, you know, an IPA can be a wonderful thing, but you need it as contrast.
0: You know, another pet peeve, I've had this happen where you do go into a Supposedly one of the best bars in the country or the city. And you ask for like a thing like a dark and stormy, mm-hmm. and you expect a dark and stormy. Yeah. And out comes their version of the dark and stormy. And it tastes nothing yeah. like a dark and but stormy. You could have warned me. Right. <laughs> you no. Know. Or or say, do you want a classic dark and stormy? Right. Or do you want right. our version right. where, you know, we add a and we add, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's a takeoff on it.
1: We'll run into the problem. A lot of the bartenders are very young. They don't know the original drink. They've never had it. Right. All they know is their version. Right. Because that's what they learned. They've showed right. up to work, and uh, you know right. this is how we make it here.
0: And then you find yourself in that terrible position, like you know your crazy uncle telling the bartender or the chef how you want your food cooked. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I just want a squeeze of lime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. This soup is called. Like, let me get back there. <laughs> let me get. Well, there's a famous story about uh, Booker No. You know, obviously the yeah. sort of one of the fathers of the rebirth of of bourbon and American whiskey, and you know he was jim beams uh you know the booker he
1: was he was a a large and formidable man, and
0: you know he used to travel around uh when he was you know on his on the whiskey trail you know, uh-huh. preaching about about bourbon and he would fill his trunk with his own smoked hams. I've heard the story from one of his colleagues who traveled with him and or in some restaurant, I think it was in Chicago, mm. and he ordered the country ham and he thought very little of what came out. <laughs> so he told his, you know, colleague, Go out to the trunk, get my ham. And the guy was like, No, no, okay. Like, you know, Booker's like, go yeah. out, get me the ham. Of course the guy has to go get the ham. Booker, you know, in the middle of the dining room is slicing people pieces of his own hand, <laughs> giving out to other diners. You know, finally the chef uh, comes out. This is what out. ham's this, supposed this, this, to taste exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're a poker no, I guess you can get away with that. Yeah. But, you know, for the rest of us, it's yeah. pretty embarrassing to have to tell the bartender, you know, or the waiter. Well, that's like
1: Dale DeGroff's famous story of uh, he was working at a bar, I think uh, Charlie O's in New York. Yeah. This guy asks him for, you know, a Manhattan and Dale goes to shake it. And the guy goes, no, you got to stir it. Dale tries to stir it. The guy watches him for a while. This old older guy in a suit and says, son, Pass that over here. Let me show you how you <laughs> stir a drink. And he shows him. Right. You know. And Dale was he was young, right. you know. He was he was just starting out behind right. the bar. And the guy turned out to be like the head of a union or something. Right. He was I can't remember right. what his post was. He was he was some big right. shot in uh, yeah. in New York. But but uh after that, Dale sat down and taught himself how to stir right. a drink because yeah. he didn't want to be embarrassed like right. that ever again. Right. Which what is an amazing uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dale,
0: of course, then teaches basically the world how to story drink yeah. correctly. Yeah. So Yeah, which, which yeah. some guy in a suit taught him right. over the
1: bar. <laughs> I like that
0: episode of Mad Men where, uh, you know, Don Draper slides across the bar, I think, at a country club to make uh, Conrad Hilton, I guess, Paris Hilton's grandfather, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly uh, uh, an old-fashioned for him. You know, he makes two old-fashions yeah. for them.
1: There are places where I really feel like I should be making the drink. But right. I, I don't think I can bring myself to do that.
0: No, it's always hard when you see something bad happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the most part, I don't say anything unless it's, you know, going to be toxic or, yeah, you know, exactly. there's going to be glass shards in my mm-hmm. drink or I'm going to be consuming dry ice or. Right. There is a real thing. I mean, some of these new infusions that people are making or ingredients are not safe to consume. Yeah, you got to
1: be very careful about that stuff. Uh yeah, people are playing around with things that they don't necessarily understand. But for the most part, it's just all all what well, you end up with a, a drink that has uh too many ingredients in it, you know. It looks Like it's a four ingredient drink, but then each ingredient has an infusion or something. And they always end up tasting like mud to me.
0: The other end result sometimes is it just tastes like a daiquiri. You know, like, you know, they've done all this work. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it it costs $30 and they've done all these crazy things and the rum is X and Y and this kind of kind. And then guess what? It tastes like a daiquiri. You know, that's that's the best outcome, I think, for, for those types of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, then you you you're like, "Phew, I dodged a bullet." Right, exactly. Here. You know?
0: Exactly. For me, so the pet peeves is when I, mean, I I love a, you know, a fanciful garnish, you know, mm. something. You know, you, you I appreciate that somebody's put a little work into the garnish, and, but sometimes it's so over the top where you get, you know, almost more time is spent garnishing the drink.
1: I mean, you, you run into modern Instagram problems, right. you know. It's oh, like, absolutely. Well, you're not making this drink for me to drink. No. You're making it for me to put on social media.
0: Absolutely. And I hate
1: being manipulated like that, and I'm not going to do it.
0: And then the worst thing about that is that after somebody has spent all this time yeah. making a tiny bonsai tree for the top of yeah. your <laughs> your cocktail – what do I do? I throw it on a napkin, yeah. you know. And I'll take yeah. a second look at it. and no. I drink the drink, you know. No. I, it it just makes me feel bad. I,
1: you know? I I spent too many years having rotten garnishes from the garnish tray that had been cut last Thursday. Right. Right. You know that that I, I'm just not interested in garnishes right. on, on the whole. So yeah, <laughs> I, I pay no attention and out they go. I just want the drink, kind of along with garnishing. Is uh, you go into a lot of bars and the names of the cocktails have gotten to the point where. They're just inside jokes for the right. for the place. And you feel silly ordering them. They don't tell you anything about the drink. It's just some random thing. It's like that night at gyms. Right. You know, it's and like, well, like mm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to drink of that night at gyms. I like creativity, but you got to dial it back a little bit and tether it in some way to the drink. Because some of these things have gotten way too insular and gazing into your own, I'll say navel to be nice. Right.
0: In those types of situations, I often find myself saying, oh, I'll have the third drink on the menu, uh, yeah. the bourbon one. Yep, that's it. Thanks. You know, Yeah, yeah. Not refusing to play their game The or left eyebrow of God writing, or whatever, whatever it is. Look, it's hard to come up with names oh, for drinks. Oh, it's hard to name a drink. Of course it is. Some of the best names have very little connection. You know, why is the martini called the martini? Yeah. I don't know. One know of my know.
1: favorites for years, uh, my wife Karen and I used to drink Three Millers, which was a drink in the Savoy cocktail book ramen brandy, uh, kind of a a daiquiri with with a splash of brandy in it. Uh, And we, we loved the three Miller until we found out that was a typo. It was originally the three miler from the three mile limit during Prohibition, oh. and it, but it sounded much better as a three Miller. Right. Like what's a three Miller? Nobody right. knows, you know, it's a great <laughs> mystery. So we, we love drinking three Millers, but once we found out it was a three miler, we stopped drinking those. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, was like, Oh, that's boring. Well, not, <laughs> not, 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 not as interesting. Yeah. Not as interesting. Like, you know, like who are the three Millers? Yeah, exactly. Who was the third Miller? Yeah. So, you know, uh, but that's at least a snappy name, right? Uh, some of the names have gotten very long. Very inside jokey to the point where you feel kind of dumb for not knowing what the hell it's all about. And I don't think you should make your customers feel dumb.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: If you've got a weird name, explain it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it is, is making them feel comfortable yeah. and secure. And, I always know. like
1: to, if I'm doing up a cocktail list and it's got a weird name, I'll put a little line underneath explaining why it's called right. that. exactly. You know, and why where it comes from. People but, care they can read it. If they don't care, they yeah, can Yeah, if they just... don't care, they can order the drink anyway. Right.
0: The the gripes on on Twitter obviously were a lot more extreme. I think social media lends itself to uh, gripe and griping. Yeah. Um, and what upsmanship. And oh, all for that. sure. Yeah. I, I think uh, a lot of our friends, you know, are very contrarian online, but less so in person. <laughs> yeah. I think the good news is is that most of these things are fairly manageable, and you know, I, I don't run across them as much as I used to. No, I don't run
1: across the uh, bad sanitation as much as I used yeah. to. And sometimes, you know, I'm happy to run across it because it means I'm in a total dive where uh, the living is high, the jukebox is cranking, and uh, as long as it's not uh, Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, which will make me leave a bar immediately uh, (laughs) without even looking back. (laughs) <laughs> and if I could toss a match into the place behind me I would but that's me. Uh but as long as it's not that, you know, and the jukebox is cranking and everybody's uh, swinging out of bottles right. without journey and you know so you're so you're not drinking out of the glasses cuz right. they got lipstick all over right. them. But you're 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 drinking out of the bottles and you're drinking your shots so fast you don't care what they come in. You know, then I don't care so much.
0: Or or that then it's a night to order beer. Yeah, you know, exactly. in a can or a Order bottle. Or a beer
1: and whiskey, which will sanitize anything, you know. Right, You know, true, high you know pr- you,
0: Everclear shots, you Yeah, know. you don't
1: want to mix drinks there. No. But if it's a, a legitimate cocktail joint, that kind of unsanitary stuff I, uh, has been yeah, sure. less yeah. than there used to be. The problems that we were talking about with weird drinks and, you know, another one uh, – all of their spirits are micro-distilled and underaged, right. or just weird, ta- like gin that has twenty-eight botanicals in it right. and uh, it tastes like uh, a sachet from your grandmother's sock drawer. You, get, know?
0: you know you don't want to. You you can't stock everybody's favorite brand. You no, can't stock no. every brand, but sometimes, I mean, you, you go in and somebody wants. X or Y, that's pretty standard stuff. And even if you don't have it, you should have, you should something, have something like it. Right. I mean, like, exactly. oh, OK, you like that. Well, you know what? We have this, which is similar. You know, yeah. I find it to be a good normal-ish. substitute. Exactly. You know,
1: normal-ish is good.
0: <laughs> right. Where, where everything is, you know. Uh, yeah. Sake based with, you know, uh, horseradish and, you know, infused.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, you run into that, all our beers are IPAs problem again. You know, it's, it's, you might think you're being different, but you're really, everything is being the same and there's no contrast in your
0: body. It's just a one, I think it's one of those types of places you're, you're, one and done. You know, you yeah. have one round, and yeah, yeah, then you yeah. go someplace else yeah. that actually has yeah. that whiskey and you or go to gin Tom or, or, or and, uh, right.
1: and drink John Powers and right, exactly. uh, and, and, and pints exactly, and, uh, and you're happy.
0: That wraps up another edition of Life Behind Bars. Listen next time for another episode about the world's foremost bars and bartenders. I wish you many nights of drinking without running into any of these pet peeves.
1: May your Manhattans be free of fruit flies. I'll drink to that. Cheers.